T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We are just after 2 o'clock, and we are live on site at Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel in beautiful Batavia, New York. And we welcome you in to the third leg of our Triple Crown shows. Brian Colsey with you here. And uh, we're back. It's Triple Crown weekend. Yes, if you didn't know, the Belmont Stakes taking place later today from New York City. The third leg of the three races that make up the Triple Crown, and uh, we're excited to be here uh, at Batavia Downs, inside one of, uh, what is this officially called, this room, Ryan? Uh, we are at the, inside the Park Place room, and we are specifically on the betting level of the uh, Park Place room as our staff gets ready to uh, put out, I see all the free programs that are here, uh, the towers are getting ready, they're going to be accepting bets here at some point, but of course we are going to be uh, welcoming folks into this room today, beginning at around 4.15 for the Bourbon and Whiskey Festival today. So uh, if you are listening and you're in the area, Rochester, Buffalo, uh, make a drive out here. 40 bucks gets you bourbon and whiskey sampling for literally two and a half hours. You get a free $5 bet on the Belmont. You get a free program. You get to hang out with me and you for a bit. That's sweet. It's all just gravy. It's beautiful. I agree. All right, so Ryan as you, Ryan has an hour from Batavia Downs who uh, joins us throughout our shows uh, throughout the, the uh, Triple Crown season. Uh, also, will be joining us, obviously, this opening segment, and uh, we'll give you what the headlines are and the storylines uh, on the Belmont today, as well as what's going on with the parties inside here. Uh, also, coming up, 245, the Bandits, their season could end tonight in a good way. If they win in Denver, they will be the National Lacrosse League champions, and uh, we'll have another banner going up inside of KeyBank Center. Uh, Dave is on the broadcast, of course, uh, Longtime part of the Bandits broadcast. So we'll have Dave live from Denver at 2.45. Speaking of going to the rafters, another banner. Paul Hamilton at 3.05. The Sabres announcing yesterday that Ryan Miller's number 30 will be retired. So we'll talk to Paul about that, as well as the NHL playoffs. You heard there in the update, Game 6 tonight. Tampa can wrap up the Eastern Conference with a win tonight uh, as they uh, lead 3-2 in their series with the New York Rangers. So Paul at 3.05. Then Ryan will come back at 3.30 and what has uh, turned into, I think, a nice tradition on our show uh, where we break down every single horse. So if you're interested in hearing uh, the breakdown on all eight horses in the race today from Belmont Park, uh, Ryan will go through horse by horse, give you the pros and cons on each and uh, a little nugget and uh, maybe why you may want to throw a wager on uh, one of these ace horses. So that'll be at 3.30. 4 o'clock, Pat Malacaro, who uh, is downtown at Coca-Cola Field. Bison's home tonight. 
they are playing well, and also we'll talk a little Major League Baseball as well with Pat. 4.30, Don Hoover, the GM of Live Racing here from Batavia Downs. And then Ryan comes back right before the show ends uh, to give us his final thoughts and his picks and uh, just observations from the day. So jam-packed show, Ryan. Absolutely. Just nothing but quality on WGR as per usual. That's right. Okay, so the Belmonts today. Right. Uh, let's, before we, we move to today's race, the, the Preakness goes, we know, without Rich Strike. That was, of course, the, the second biggest long shot ever in Kentucky Derby history winning. We know, unfortunately, that we didn't get to see him race at the, at the Preakness. But we'll get to see Rich Strike today, 80-1 to 1 at the Derby. A much different betting line today. <laughs> yeah, seven to two, your third choice favorite, but they're still not giving him that respect, Brian. They've got uh, a couple other horses that are going to be, uh, you know, a little bit ahead of him in terms of uh, the odds and the wagering. You've got uh, Mo Donegal, who did race in the Derby. Uh, he is going to be. He was fifth in the Derby, by the way, and he'll be uh, a second choice favorite. The first choice favorite, though, is We the People, a horse that did not perform very well in the Arkansas Derby. He was. Very poor effort. But then he romped in the grade three Peter Pan stakes at Belmont Park. Uh, won by ten and a half lengths. So he really just kicks some butt out there. Uh, some people were saying that the, the Peter Pan stakes wasn't a very a good race this year. Didn't have a lot of quality horses. So that uh, him winning that in such an impressive fashion isn't that impressive. But certainly the horse has experience with the field. And uh, his jockey has, uh, you know, uh, done very, very well in the Belmont Stakes in years past, uh, actually coming in second, I believe, last year. So uh, we're keeping an eye on the Belmont Stakes. You know, they're just about to have, looks like, race number six. They started nice and early at 11 o'clock this morning. So we're just kind of seeing how the track plays. It looks like it's very nice out there today down there in Elmont. Belmont is in Elmont, New York. That's right. uh, Over there on Long Island. So Random coincidence. Yes, exactly. So we'll see uh, what goes on with this uh, here today. And, uh, again, we're just very excited to welcome everybody. But again, had a great concert last night. I'm nice and sunburned here. Uh, but we had Ricky Palermo's uh, big concert last night with Bruce in the USA. Raised a lot of money, Brian, for spinal cord research here. And uh, we're great very, job. Very proud of that here. Yeah. So the Bourbon and Whiskey Fest will be in this room here inside uh, Park Place. Right. And uh, we'll be having people coming in here within the next hour or so. Um, the details coming up here again, if you didn't catch it with Ryan initially to start the show, we'll have it here coming up in a little bit. But weather forecast officially. Uh, for the Belmont today, 71 and uh, partly sunny skies, so skies, so that looks like good weather. And uh, we know the track at Belmont because it's a lot of sand based, right? Known as Big Sandy. If it gets wet, it could play into some factors. So it looks like luckily today it's going to stay nice and dry. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, the you know they call it Big Sandy a lot of sand and silt is the uh, the way. And of course they call the Belmont the test of the champion, the longest Brian, of course, of the three legs of the Triple Crown at a mile and a half. It's really it's forever, it seems. <laughs> yeah. Are there any ho- any horses? I I don't believe so. But correct me if I'm wrong. That have that are going to race in all three. Uh, you know what? I actually would have to look and see, but I don't yeah. believe so because the only ones that raced in the Derby were Rich Strike, Mo Donegal, and Barber Road, and I don't think Skippy Barbara. Lawn Stocking. I know was in the Preakness, right? Only in the Preakness, uh, and Nest was in the Oaks. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and the Golden Gladder wasn't there, so I don't believe so. They won't have anybody racing all three. So other than a horse that maybe is trying to get the Triple Crown. That's kind of the norm now, right? Like, we don't see horses go in all three legs. Yeah, you know, really, if, uh, like, Epicenter finished second in both the first two legs. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Epicenter. I wouldn't have been surprised to yeah. see him race in this one. You know, really what it comes down to, Brian, is the is the breeding, right? The, the people who own the horses are making a lot of money off of their horse if it does well, and then they send it to the breeding shed. So, um they don't want to necessarily risk it if uh, the horse only finished second, like 
epicenter did. They say to themselves, look, we got a, a second-place finish in the Derby, a second-place finish in the Preakness. Let's get that horse making us some money, and I don't want him to get to be broken down and have him uh, get tired out or whatever racing in the Belmont. Maybe now, an injury like today, too. Even. Right, right. Yeah. And you might see uh, epicenter still probably race in, like, the Travers. He'll probably do something this summer at Saratoga uh, and then possibly, uh, of course, at the Breeders' Cup Championship the first weekend in November. But, yeah, for their three-year-old season, you're going to always see uh, some of these owners be a little bit more careful. The uh, the folks that own American Pharaoh, you know, they kind of let caution to the wind. You know, of course, he finished second in the Travers, but then came back and did win the, the uh, Breeders' Cup Championship. Um, and actually, that anniversary was just a couple days ago, of course, as it usually is. You know, the Belmont can only be at so many yeah. days a year. But uh, in my Facebook feed, and I th- believe on Twitter, they, some people were tweeting out. But to listen to that call and to hear Larry Colmas call the first Triple Crown in 37 years, I mean, I still got goosebumps listening to it. It was just the best. I remember watching it live, and it was super exciting. The first one in our lifetime. Yes, it yeah. It had not happened since the late 70s. And the other thing that was cool to watch is, uh, and I'll, I'll tend to do this, as I'm sure many of you listening do, kind of go down a rabbit hole on YouTube. And so after I watched that clip from the official NBC website, I thought, well, this guy, there was a zillion people with camera phones. I want to hear the unfiltered like roar of that crowd. And somebody had shared with me, and I can't remember what it was, is that when they came around the final turn and American Pharaoh was in the lead, like people were realizing like this is this might like definitely happen right now. Yeah. And you heard the roar just build and like we were like okay like that's as loud as it's gonna get it just kept going to the point where it was just like some people said like the loudest thing because there was at least ninety thousand i think maybe a hundred thousand at uh, belmont park that day to watch american pharaoh so and california chrome having failed only the year uh, before that having won the first two legs and then there was a lot of banter and we talked about it on, on your shows with us here about whether they need to extend it and make it where there's more time in between but now there's there's special horses out there that can do it and and it can be done so and if you were in charge to change the dates or the, the time in between, would you do it? I don't think so. I think I'd leave it right where it is. You know, um, I guess if we had not had one and we had had a couple of close calls. If we still know, were going back to the yeah, 1970s at this point. Yeah maybe, yeah, maybe I could be convinced. But, you know, you had that happen and then you had Justify in 2018 do it. Um, obviously, the last couple of years have been kind of a... a just crazy, you know, with everything yeah. going on and them getting run out of order and all that other stuff. Uh, but then again, there you go. You know, they were run out of order and they were run months in between and nobody did it then. So what are you going to do? You yeah. know, I think uh, that, you know, a lot of the horses are bred for speed. They're not necessarily bred for endurance all the time. And so that's why you don't see it happen as often. And you don't even have the owners wanting to take the risk in having their horse enter into all three. But it can be done and it has been done recently. So I think we, we, we leave it alone. Well, we're seeing that in a lot of sports. What do they call it? Game management, right? Especially the NBA guys right, that just right. sit to rest. And as you mentioned, with money being as big as it's ever been in sports, if resting your horse and keeping the last memory that people have of your horse is, oh, we're finishing second in the Derby, winning the Derby. You know, if that's the last thing in your head, well, maybe that's, you know, what ends up being better business in the end, even though for the fun of the sport, it might not be what everybody's rooting for. Right. They actually even asked uh, the owners of American Pharaoh. They're like, aren't you a little worried or something like that? And they said, this horse has brought us so much joy. We want this horse to continue to bring joy to everybody watching it race. So we're going to continue to race him here in his three-year-old season. And then once he won the Breeders' Cup, he was done. He never raced another race again. But, you know, he he's had a whole bunch of, uh, ho- you know, uh, it fathered a whole bunch of horse babies out there. In fact, uh, through some of these websites, you can buy a stake in various racehorses. Uh, I won't mention any by name, you know, or whatever, but my dad got involved with one, and he owned, like, one... 
I want to say one five five thousandth yeah. of a horse that <laughs> whose father was American Pharaoh, and we were so excited. And and one day we were actually together in Albany. He lives out there, and I was like, you know, your your horse is racing at Saratoga. He goes, well, it was my horse. He goes, I have a couple yeah. whiskers on the tail, you know. <laughs> and we watched this horse, and it just got buried. It was yeah. like, it was last out of eight. But I got to tell you, knowing that my dad had a couple whiskers on the horse, it was pretty exciting to watch. So, um, you know, and that's I, I can't remember which horse, but there was one horse. And I want to say the Derby this year that that was it was one of those horses where people had like a lot of like many any owners like they all were part of like one of those syndicates they call them where you know they all bought up a couple shares so you know horse racing is trying to be more accessible it's it's having a bit of a tough time here in New York because of uh, sports betting and because of mobile betting being so prevalent it's a lot easier to be like I'm going to put a couple bucks on the Yankees and maybe not read one of these horse programs that we have here in front of us but um, make no mistake about it when you go to a track even at Batavia Downs where we have the harness racing and not the thoroughbreds. When the horses are coming on that final turn and you got a couple bucks on them, it's pretty exciting, you know. Well, I, I think what's different, maybe in some sense, and you know, maybe people would argue, well, there's live betting now that you know you can you can make it go quicker. But for for most people's betting, it's it's a sporting event. It's a win or a loss. It's an over or it's an under. Where here, as you mentioned, like you know whether you won or lost within minutes, if not you know, less than that sometimes with how short races are. So right. the immediacy of it, if that's what you're, if that thrill is what you're looking for, that obviously is what horse racing can provide for you. Absolutely. As we stand here inside of the Park Place Room, we have races going on from all across the country. So there's five minutes to a race at Belmont. There's uh, a couple minutes to a race at Delaware Park. Gulfstream's got a race in 21 minutes. So like you said, if you're sitting in an OTB or you're on BataviaBets.com and you're kind of bouncing around from track to track, you can get a little excitement every couple minutes, you know. And if, you know, if, come on down and I'll teach you how to read a program. If you want to learn how to do it, I'll, I'll, I'll meet you wherever you want just to, you know, kind of keep uh, the, the horse racing alive. Reading a program, it's not necessarily rocket science, but it's there's a little bit of an art to it saying, okay, you know, this horse is in a race where it's a $50,000 claimer, but he usually races in $30,000 claimers. He's going up in class. I don't know if he's going to have the pedigree to do that. Maybe he will, and if he does, you're probably going to get him at a good price. You're going to make a little bit more money. You know, So there's, there's a lot of uh, little nuances to it, but at the same time, uh, there's opportunities, Brian, like you said. Yep. Ryan has an hour joining us from Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel. Brian Colsey with you here from WGR, and we're on with you from 2 to 5 today. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, we're going to go all across the sports world today. Dave Buchanan on the Bandits with their chance to win the NLL championship tonight from Denver at 245. Paul Hamilton on the Sabres retiring of Ryan Miller's number and the NHL playoffs at 305. Ryan will come back at 330 to break down the entire eight horse field for the Belmont Stakes. Pat Malacaro on the Bisons in Major League Baseball at 4.05. Don Hoover, the GM of Live Racing at 4.30. So uh, stay with us here all throughout the afternoon on WGR. Ryan, for those who haven't been to Batavia Downs, maybe in a few years, Mm -hmm. I mean, every time I come here, I'm like, wow, this is new. I know there's another bar being constructed just on the other side of the wall here where I am. I mean, so, yeah, there. Well, actually, we're re- renovating renovating uh, the, home, yeah. the home stretch grill, which is like our quick service, you know, pizza wing subs, like a yeah. quick service area. So we wanted to give it a little uh, bit of TLC. We actually opened up a, a wall here from the park place room into the home stretch grill, so that our events can kind of flow between uh, rooms a little bit easier. Uh, obviously, where we're sitting right now is actually the autograph alley where the legends and stars come, where they have their autographs there. So if you check out Legends and Stars, by the way, who bring all kinds of athletes here and bring that to you, they just announced their. 
dates for uh, October. So uh, we'll be having those guys here again. And for those of you who are Bills fans and whatnot, I'm sure there's going to be a few of those guys here. So, uh, yeah, always a little improvement here and there, Brian. Yeah, and, you know, it's just not the horse racing, which starts – just about a month from now, right? Just a little more than a month away? Yeah, Ju- July 20th, which I believe is a Wednesday, we're going to start off with our uh, racing season. Racing, uh, I want to say 6 o'clock. It's actually on the back of our sheet here. Uh, 6 o'clock each night, uh, we have Breeders' Cup special post time. And then a couple of matinees, Brian, on Sundays in July and August. Uh, so, you know, if you don't want to have make it a late night, come out here at 1 o'clock on a Sunday. There's no football to compete with uh, just yet. So uh, if you don't want to stay out late here in Batavia, you can just watch an afternoon match. And uh, it's a good time out here. That's yep, for sure. I would agree. All right. A couple of uh, facts here to make you more knowledgeable on the Belmont. Right? Yes. You oh. know these, but uh, sure. for our listeners here. <laughs> so the Belmont was first contested back in 1867. Wow. Wow. I think the Civil War was still going on then. 1867. <laughs> yeah. And a purse of $2,500. Wow. Okay. I wonder what. No, it seems. Re- it seems like a decent purse for eighteen sixty seven. Eighteen sixty seven. Now is that adjusted for? What would it be adjusted for inflation? Do they have that on there? They do not. I got to get a bet. It's millions, just like it is now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the oldest triple crown race of the three mm-hmm. between the Derby and the Preakness. Eighteen sixty seven. You're right. Um, okay. The favorite today. Mm-hmm. We the people yes. starting in post number one. The horses that have started in the number one post position have won the race. 24 times. That's nine times more than any other post. So is we the people the favorite because it's a good horse or because it's in the number one post position or both? I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, You know, the fact that this horse... Uh, kind of had a, a bad you know spot and then improved himself uh, and he's going into the Arkansas Derby if I'm not mistaken he might have actually been the favorite going into that race uh, you know sometimes it just like all of us right you have a bad day yeah. you had a bad day at the track well <laughs> we the people finished ninth out of 11 horses you know at the Arkansas Derby he had a bad time came back and kicked some butt in the, in the Peter Pan Stakes and yeah, some people were saying that wasn't a great race and there wasn't a lot of uh, tough horses to go against, but you can only race against the horses you're in, just like the Bills schedule. You can only play against the teams they schedule against. So um, it would be interesting to see if, because some people are telling me they're going to leave we the people out. They're going to leave him out of their super effectives because they don't think that uh, he's he's going to do that well. So Again, it is a different distance, a mm-hmm. mile and a half, the longest of the three Triple Crown races. However, betting the favorite seems to be a good thing to do in this race yes 65 favorites have come home uh victorious in the 153 year history so uh, that's about 43 percent so just a little less than half of the time a favorite ends up winning so right. you're probably uh, again long shots can come in but half the time the favorite's winning so it's so, if you're you're betting an exacto or a trifecta or something like that the favorite probably should be in there or if it's not the top favorite, maybe the second favorite should be in there. It shouldn't it's it's the math would say the analytics would say it's not going to go long shot, long shot, long shot. Right, and it, yeah. like you said, forty two percent of the time they won. How many times did they come in second? You know, or at least hit the board in the trifecta by coming third. So that's certainly something to uh, to take a look at. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's uh, let's recap what's going on here today. Let's start with the Bourbon and Whiskey Fest here. Sure. So the Bourbon Whiskey Fest is going to be at tickets on BataviaCounselors.com or just buy them at the Lucky Treasures gift shop when you arrive here at Batavia Downs. We're going to open the doors probably a little bit early. It says 4.30 on the ticket. We'll open a little early. We've got uh, at least, uh, I want to say, f- 
maybe like 12 tables in here, and each table is going to have a couple different brands. So uh, Old Forester is going to be here. Uh, Knob Creek's going to be here. Jim Beam's going to be here. Jack Daniels is going to be here. And a couple other uh, boutique whiskeys and bourbons will be here as well. So you can come on in. You get free tasting uh, for a couple of hours with that. There's going to be pretzel bites and some other kind of, uh, you know, just things that to eat. We'll have water stations. Uh, and as discussed on Friday uh, on the WGR Morning Show with Jeremy uh, and those guys, we have whiskey stones for everybody. So if you've never had a whiskey stone, it's basically like a plastic stone that you would freeze like an ice cube, but it won't dilute your drink when you dump it into your whiskey or bourbon when you're drinking at home. So we've got free whiskey stones for everybody who comes to the event today. You also get a $5 wager on the Belmont. You get a, a free program to the Belmont, and you're going to walk away with $20 in free play for the gaming floor. So really, for 40 bucks, it's a whole host of a lot. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, myself, Don, uh, Sean Ciano, former standout at Niagara University Basketball, he will be here working for us, telling you how to make your bets here inside of the Park Place Room on all of our SSTs. And uh, then, of course, the Belmont Six goes off at 644. I just saw that. I thought it was 649, but it's actually 644. Um, the Belmont uh, goes off then, and the Bourbon and Whiskey Fest goes till 7. So they kind of are going to run parallel here today at Batavia Downs. Cool atmosphere to be in here to watch a Triple Crown race. I remember for the Derby doing it. It's it's a lot of fun. Everybody obviously has their wagers going and excitement. So yes, uh, feel free to come on in and uh, you can watch the stay and, and obviously watch the race that's going on there. Uh, if they can't make it to Batavia Downs, where other where else can they go to make a wager today? So BataviaBets.com, open all, all the time, of course. And if you want to reach your local OTB or Easy Bet, for those of you out in uh, the Buffalo area, they're they're all over the place, and especially up in Niagara County as well, you can just go on uh, westernotv.com slash locations to find the location nearest to you. Uh, they all opened up at 11 o'clock this morning, and of course they're all open now. So uh, go ahead and visit them and uh, make your bets, and uh, good luck to everybody. Okay. Ryan, we've got a beautiful day and uh, a fun day planned for in here as well. So mm-hmm. thanks for joining us. We'll bring you back in about an hour, and uh, we'll go through the eight-horse field, horse by horse. All right. Sounds good, Brian. Thanks for the time. Awesome. Ryan has an hour. The man that does pretty much everything here at Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel, the official what, public relations director, director of marketing. marketing, director of marketing. That's right. He's got his hand in about 10,000 things here. He walks around. He owns this place pretty much. He does. That's right. All right. So, yes, the 154th running of the Belmont Stakes today uh, and uh, a mile and a half. It's the longest race of the Triple Crown. Uh, NBC's will have the coverage um, at 5 o'clock today, and uh, we'll be keeping you posted on what's going on in the rest of the sports world throughout the afternoon. Okay, when we come back, I'm uh, going to give you some thoughts on Ryan Miller. Uh, probably uh, right up there with uh, one of my favorite athletes of all time, to uh, not only watch and cover and uh, as a bu- Buffalonian to, uh, to root for. So uh, the Sabres retiring number 30, so we'll have some thoughts on that. And I'm going to tell you maybe uh, who else his number should be considered to uh, be up in the rafters. 245, Dave Buchanan coming up with a Bandits preview, the NLL Game 2 uh, finals tonight. Dave's in Denver for the broadcast. Paul Hamilton just after 3. As I said, Ryan back at 3.30. Pat from Malacaro on the Bisons and Major League Baseball at 4.00. Don Hoover, the GM of Live Racing, with his thoughts. By the way, Ryan, I'm going to throw your headset back on. Sorry. Don Don nailed the picks for the Preakness last time, right? Yeah, him yeah. and actually Nick the Railbird, who also was on with yeah. those guys, they they got they had your top three horses there for sure. Right. So I think there was uh, Nick had all four, but Don had three of the four. 
So, so they should listen at 4.30 when Don's on. Definitely. Definitely yes. listen to Don. For sure. All right, Brian, thanks. <laughs> All right, we'll take a time out here from Batavia Downs Gaming. We're inside the Park Place Room, getting set for the Bourbon and Whiskey Fest, and uh, getting you everything ready that you need to know for today's Belmont Stakes. We'll take a time out. More coming up right here on WGR right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ryan, in five-plus decades, no player has worn the Buffalo Sabres sweater with more authenticity, intensity, and pride than you did for 12 unforgettable years. Believe me, I've seen them all. It's with equal pride that I share this news on behalf of the Sabres organization. This season, we will honor your career and significance to our community by inducting you into the Sabres Hall of Fame and retiring your number 30 to the Key Bank Center Raptors. I can tell you, there is no greater honor to share with the fans here in Boston. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Welcome home. That Rick Jenneret played up on the Jumbotron at Key Bank Center a few days ago. Ryan Miller was in town the former Sabre goaltender, and uh, they brought Ryan out with his kids and his wife and played that for him, and that's how he found out. Pretty cool. The video showing Miller very emotional about it. Uh, Miller you know, says that Buffalo was the best place for him to start. His pro part of his career, of course, played many, many, many years here, was the all-time leader in wins. He's the all-time leader American goalie-wise in wins. And, uh, of course, took Team USA on the brink of a gold medal, uh, just falling uh, in overtime in that game against Canada. Uh, and then a part of two of the most successful seasons in team history uh, when Miller was a part of that Sabres team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals back-to-back seasons coming out of the lockout in 05 and 06 and 07 there. So a, uh, I think a well-deserved honor. And we've debated it on the Sabres radio network about, you know, should Miller be up there, should he not and I understand the argument why some people might say that he shouldn't be. That, look, he was a very good goaltender, but he's not at the level of Dominic Hasek. And retired numbers should be sacred. And you don't want to start retiring every single player that's just very good. You know, you want the elites up there. 
and I and I uh, am I am probably of that sentiment more than I am of let's just put everybody up there for sure. Um, but Miller, to me, the reason that I always argue for it, not only I think statistically does he have it, he is as I said number one all time in wins on the team. I know if Hashik played as in, as long as as Miller did, that might be a different story. But right now, Miller number one all time in wins in goal number one all-time American goalies in the NHL. So I think not only is it, okay, how did he do to your organization statistically? Well, he's number one all-time. What else do you want him to do? Was he a part of some team success? Yes. Part of what, you know, we could argue is two of the best teams ever uh, that went to the Eastern Conference Finals. I know both those teams ultimately missed out on going to the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, But to me, like those teams, I thought were better teams than the 99 team that actually did go to the Stanley Cup Finals with Dominic Hasek in goal. I think the reason they went to that 99 Cup was because Hasek. Now, they played a different style back then, um, but in terms of, I think, the quality level of players, the talent, the skill, I think the two teams coming out of the lockouts were better. Nevertheless, so he's part of that. Um, so statistically, he's got it. And then I think it's the complete package, too. And, you know, I, this is maybe where others would say, well, the numbers should only be retired if you're very, 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 if, if you know, if statistically you're, you're one, an elite player. I would put Ryan Miller probably uh, not in the level of Dominic Hasek or Patrick Waugh or Martin, Bar- Martin Brodeur, you know, when we talk about elite goalies. But when you talk about maybe the second tier of greatest goalies of all time, I think Miller's in that discussion. And what Miller has done to the community, to me, is the complete package. Like, he has done so much good in the community with his charitable efforts and just being, I think, a really, really good teammate to all of his players. If you talk to any player that played with Ryan Miller, they said what a great teammate he was, what a leader he was. He wasn't allowed to be the captain because he was the goalie, but to me, he was the guy that we wanted to hear from after games during those stretches when the Sabres were so good. Yes, Danny Briere and Chris Drury were outstanding captains and I think did a hell of a job leading those teams. But Miller, to me, still, I thought, was the number one go-to. When the games were over, win or loss, controversial topic or a fun topic, like, I think after the game, like, you wanted to hear, you were always excited, I remember, you know, and of course me, part of working the broadcasts that... There were always times like, all right, who do we want to hear from? Who do fans want to hear from after the game? To me, Miller was always number one. You throw in what he did then for Team USA, uh, playing just outstanding hockey. He was the best goalie in the world at that time, I thought. Uh, That 2010 season in the Olympics that played in Vancouver, that ultimately U.S. was just obviously one shot away from winning the gold medal. Who knows if Miller's legacy is remembered any differently for that, but... We know Crosby scores in overtime to give Canada the win. If the U.S. win, maybe you know Miller's even anointed even higher across uh, American hockey reigns. But uh, to me, I mean, he's got the the most wins ever uh, as a Saber, most wins ever as an American goalie. He's got, I think, all the off the ice things that you would want. You don't want to have a jerk up there either. Not to say that that if if a if a guy that people would view as not a great teammate or a jerk, even if he was the all time scorer, well, he would probably be up there too. But uh, Miller, I think, checks a lot of other boxes too. And I think we're going to see Ryan Miller do things in hockey, and you know whether it's connected to the Sabers or not. I think we're going to see it going forward. So uh, I am very pleased and happy for him that he is going up there. Also, here's why I think you have to think about things outside the box, too. Like, Tim Horton is up there. We know, of course, why. Um, You know, an unfortunate passing very early in his life. But 
he obviously uh, has his name connected to Western New York and the Buffalo area quite a bit. Did play for the Sabres for two seasons, so um, you know there, there's no longevity. There's no statistics there. There's other reasons why Tim Horton's up there. So there's other players up there. Look at Rick Jenneret, deservingly so, has his initials, RJ, up there in the booth. Why? Well, because of what he's meant to this organization, what he's meant to the community, and I think Miller checks a lot of those boxes, even beyond the thing, I think, statistically, that you could argue for him. Now, with that being said, I think, you know, not to say that Ryan Miller getting in is incorrect, but I think there should have got, been a guy that should have maybe even been in front of him, and that's defenseman Mike Ramsey. Um, you know, I got to watch the back end of his career, having many conversations with Paul Hamilton, which we will, by the way, coming up at 3.05 here. Uh, he'll be joining us. Uh, he had always said that Ramsey's the best defenseman in team history by far, and uh, to not have him up there, uh, longevity, also the Team USA, part of the 80 Olympic team, like connection. And, uh, you know, he played 911 games. There's not many players that have played more uh, all time for this team. You know, if you look at games played all time, uh, Gilbert Perrault played the most, 1191. Craig Ramsey at 1070, then Mike Ramsey at 911. I mean, that is the third most ever in terms of uh, games played for the Sabres. So clearly longevity. Uh, just a stay-at-home great defenseman, super smart, super tough. Um, you know, in terms of points, average for a defenseman, uh, for a guy that played that long. But to me, Ramsey should be a guy that probably should be considered, uh, I think, immediately to go up into the Raptors. 329 points for a defenseman, 23rd all-time in Sabres history. Now, if you want to purely look at the stats, I could argue for Thomas Vanek. Let's just do a little comparison between Danny Gare and Thomas Vanek. I'm not comparing them as players uh, other than the sure numbers. Danny Gare played 503 games for the Sabres. Thomas Vanek, 598. So the longevity factor for Vanek is there. The goals. Danny Gare, I did not really get to see play, but from what everybody that says that he did play, said a, a pure goal score, a wicked shot, maybe the best pure goal score in Sabres history. Well, Gare has 267 goals. Vanek, 254. Only 13 less. And again, this is no slight to Gare at all, and I'm sure Danny would agree with this. The era that Vanek played in, a little tougher to score, um, tighter checking, bigger bodies, bigger goalies, all the goalie equipment, all that sort of stuff, uh, than maybe it was in the 70s and the 80s. So Vanek to be only 13 goals behind Danny Gare. Gare's 267, Vanek's 254. Like, I think the argument can be made for Vanek. Assists... Vanek has 10 more than Gare. Gare had 233, Vanek 243. Danny Gare has a, uh, a nice number, 500 points exactly in his Sabres, uh, in his, or in his career. Vanek, 497. So they're only three points apart. Argument that uh, Vanek could be in? I think statistically, you could make it. So I'll ask Paul Hamilton coming up uh, just after 3 o'clock what he thinks if uh, Vanek should be under consideration. Now, here's another guy that I know fans would love, but I don't know if hockey impact, you'd say he did have enough that you'd consider it. Uh, you know who's got more points than both of them? Jason Pominville, 521. He played a ton of games, 733. So he's got the longevity going there as well. But uh, over the course of the career, uh, Vanek statistically, maybe just because of his pure goal scoring. But Pominville's got some pretty good numbers, too. And probably the argument is, well, you could say that, you know, should Phil Housley be up there? I mean, the numbers that he put up as a defenseman were pretty insane. 
So if you're going to put up Housley, then you're going to put up Vanek, then maybe you could argue Pominville, and then at that point you're thinking, well, maybe that's too many, which probably I guess I would still say that I would put Vanek and Pominville and Housley still on the outside of my votes uh, for retirement numbers. But to me, Mike Ramsey should be up there, if not already. Uh, and uh, Ryan Miller, I, uh, I'm all for him going up there, just beyond even what he has done statistically for this Buffalo Sabres organization. And while we're talking about the rafters, <clears throat> Pagulas, can we please get some sort of Buffalo Braves banner and honoring up there at KeyBank Center? We have huge sponsor banners. We have other sports banners. Can we get the Buffalo Braves up there? We've talked about that before. I think it's a no-brainer. It gives everybody something to talk about when you come in the building, too. Listen, they played in Buffalo. They were an NBA franchise. Uh, I'd like to see something up there to honor the Buffalo Braves. Speaking of banners as well, the Bandits have a chance to win a championship, and they'll get another banner if they can win tonight. We'll talk to Dave Buchanan uh, next, live from Denver. He's there covering the NLL Finals. Uh, Dave will join us next uh, to talk about the Bandits in the NLL Finals. And then I said Paul Hamilton at 3.05. As we roll on here, we're inside the Park Place Room at Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel. They're going to have the Bourbon and Whiskey Fest starting at 4 o'clock. And, of course, the Belmont going on today, the final leg of the Triple Crown, which starts at 6.44. I'm Brian Colziel. Time out. Dave Buchanan coming up next on the Bandits right here on WGR. for Buffalo. Here's a breakaway. Let's straight in. Scores. Nicky Weiss. Nicky just reading that all the way. He already sprinting up the field. Buffalo going to get the loose ball, and it's up. The Mammoth, instead of just getting back, they get to the bench. Leading Weiss on a breakaway. He makes no mistake. A couple little fakes, and then just a little sidearm to the five far side that the game winning goal from game one of the nll finals bandits in colorado going at it tonight game two nick weiss that his lone goal of the playoffs and a big one it is as uh, the bandits tonight can if they pick up a win become nll champions game two tonight eight o'clock from colorado and we go live to Denver now. Dave Buchanan, part of the broadcast, will be joining us, uh, joining us here on the line. Dave, good afternoon. Brian, to quote the great American songwriter Rob Thomas, man, it's a hot one here in Denver. Uh, 93 degrees and just got in from uh, strolling 16th Street here in Denver and about ready to start getting ready for tonight's big game at the uh, Ball Arena. Yeah, very, very cool. Yes, yeah, I, don't, I don't love 93. I can deal with 83. I don't know. 93, eh. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, it's like the desert is a dry heat today here in Denver. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, how about, uh, Dave, before we talk about tonight's game, just a, a quick recap there. We just heard that highlight of the game-winning goal. Uh, Buffalo beating Colorado 15-14 to for those that missed it last Friday. Uh, what stood out the most from you from game one, especially maybe something that could impact tonight's game? Uh, I think, well, one thing that could impact is uh, at the end of that game when uh, Colorado was desperately trying to tie the game in the final second, uh, one of their biggest scorers, Eli McLaughlin, uh, went down kind of hard, and there is some speculation he may be a game-time decision. So if if that's the case, that could be a huge break for Buffalo. Uh, Colorado is already down their regular season leading scorer, Ryan Lee, 
And uh, McLaughlin was, I believe, like their second best scorer and definitely their best scorer in the postseason without Ryan Lee. So if Colorado's down both of those players, uh, that would bode well for the Bands tonight. But uh, an excellent game last weekend at the KeyBank Center. Uh, both offenses were clicking. I think there was like seven players total between the two teams that had at least three goals. And uh, and when called upon, it, at times, both the defenses and the goaltending for both teams were, were exceptional as well. But it was definitely another high-scoring game. All right, so what are we expecting tonight? Now, let's, I guess, before we even mention that, Dave, tonight can end it. It's a best of three. So tonight, if Buffalo wins, they're the champs. Indeed, yeah, Buffalo looking to win their fifth uh, NLL championship in franchise history. This is their 11th trip to the finals or the championship game, depending on the year it was played. So, yeah, the uh, clinch scenario is in effect for the band tonight, and uh, they love to get it done. As much as they'd love to go try and win one next Saturday at KeyBank Center, they love to just wrap up the series in two games tonight. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. If for some reason Colorado wins tonight, that'll force a deciding game three, which will be next Saturday night at KeyBank Center on June 18th. But obviously the Bandits want to not mess around and get it done tonight. Um, do you still think that even though they're playing on the road here, Dave, that they are still the favorite in terms of how good that they've been this year? I mean, they've been the best team in this league this year. Yeah, indeed, Brian. Yeah, obviously, yeah, best record in the league. I mean, they played Colorado in this building uh, back in April. They lost 15-14 in a very close game. Same score as game one, just the team's reversed. So definitely uh, definitely, the Bandits have an excellent chance to clinch the championship tonight, especially uh, if Eli McLaughlin doesn't play for the Mavs. But he, even if he does, uh, I think this will be a, another uh, offensive shootout. Um, actually, I really think this could be kind of like how the Toronto series played out, where game one of that series was 18-17, and then game two was a 10-9 Bandits win. So uh, actually, I'm leaning more towards it being a little more low-scoring game with uh, goaltenders Matt Vince and Dylan Ward uh, really stepping up for their respective clubs. Is that, do you think, the adjustment from going a little more wide open to a little more tighter? Do you think that's just what would happen in a lot of sports where coaches maybe adjust and come up with some sort of new strategy in order to try to shut the other team down? I mean, that seems like maybe that's just not unique to lacrosse here, that that would happen in a lot of series of sports. Exactly, and I think in the case of the Bannis, I think they're going to try even harder to clamp down on Zed Williams of the of the Mammoth. Zed is a native of Silver Creek, uh, you know, down in the Southern Tier, and he had a huge game against the Bandits uh, last Saturday at the Keymake Center. scored scored a handful of goals, so I think they're going to really look to shut him down tonight as he scored some crucial ones last weekend. And I, I think you know the the Mammoth they'll be looking to shut down guys like Tohoku Nanako that scored five goals for the Bandits last week. So I think, yeah, both defenses will be on their game tonight on top of the goaltending, um, which, you know, leads me to believe this will be another low-scoring game where it's you only need 10 or 11 to win it. Yeah. Dave Buchanan uh, from the Bandits broadcast joining us live from Denver. Game two tonight of the NLL Finals with Buffalo and Colorado. Uh, are people fired up about the Avalanche out, out there, too? Uh, obviously, they're waiting uh, to see who they'll play in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, preparations are underway at Ball Arena. The the one parking lot for the media is being turned into like a big set for ESPN, and they're just starting to kind of build all that here in Denver and just walking up and down the street, whether it's the sports memorabilia stores or some of the staff bars and restaurants. They've got, you know, Avalanche, you know, bring home the cup signage all over the place. Yeah, definitely uh, there's some buzz about the Avalanche here in this town. Um, and that's that, that. That was cool to see. Uh, just uh, seeing some of all the Western Conference championship gear they had available here in town. Yep. 
Dave, I know you were uh, a producer for many years of the Sabres broadcast with with uh, me hosting and us working together. Uh, many of those games, Ryan Miller was the goalie. Uh, what did you think of the news yesterday to hear that his number 30 is getting retired? Yeah, it's great news for Miller. Um, he's one of those guys that was, for the era he played, he was one of the faces of the franchise. Do I rank him up there with Dominic Kashuk and Pat LaFontaine? Uh, on, not on a stats level, maybe not, but... Um, for the era he played in, he's probably the biggest name to, to come out of the era. So uh, it's great for Millsy, and, and I think one of the things that puts him over is not the stats or the or the you know he didn't get the team to a, a Stanley Cup final, but he was such a great community guy too. And that's kind of like with LaFontaine as well, with all the charitable work he did. So I think when you put the the whole package together, I think it's a deserving honor for Ryan Miller. Yep, uh, that's what I, I had said uh, last segment. I said it's. Miller statistically may warn it. I mean, most wins in, in team history, most wins as an American goalie in the, in the NHL, but um, the leader on that team, whether he was the captain or not, and all the work in the community, and a fan favorite, obviously, too, for sure. Uh, okay, Dave, tell us the, the details on how people can uh, watch the broadcast tonight or uh, hear you uh, as a part of it. Yeah, so the game was actually moved to 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, 6 o'clock Mountain here in Denver. Uh, so they could broadcast the game on ESPNU. If you want to watch it on TV and you're, you're not already an ESPN Plus subscriber, uh, ESPNU, which I think is channel 370 if you have Spectrum Cable in Western New York, uh, they'll have it live at 8 o'clock. Uh, myself, John Gertler, Steve Bermel are all out here in Denver. We'll be on WGR. We have pregame coverage uh, starting at 7.30, and then we'll have uh, all the action from the ball arena starting at 8 o'clock. So we have some great pregame coverage. I spoke with Bandits captain Steve Priolo. And uh, Steve talked to um, Andrew Carnegie, who's an assistant coach for the Mammoth, and also uh, Connor Robinson, who's one of their top, top offensive players. So, so we got some great content coming up. So uh, dial us in for the pregame at least, and then you can uh, continue to listen on WGR or watch the game on ESPNU tonight. All right, 7.30 pregame, 8 o'clock, uh, Buffalo and Colorado game two tonight right here on WGR and on ESPNU. Well, Dave, it sounds like you're having a great time out there. Good luck with the broadcast tonight, and uh, thanks for joining us. Brian, good catching up, my friend. Yeah, hopefully we got something to celebrate, or it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a long flight home tomorrow. But either way, uh, the Bandits will have one more crack at it next Saturday back home. That's right. Thanks, Dave. See ya. All right, Dave Buchanan from Denver. Again, part of the broadcast tonight, 7.30 pregame right here on WGR. Brian Colesio with you here from Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel. We're uh, just about an hour away from their bourbon and whiskey fest party getting going, so we're looking forward to that. We're inside the Park Place room. Uh, normally we're inside 34 Rush, Thurman Thomas's sports bar, but uh, today a little different location. So I'm excited uh, when people start to come in for this party. Again, if you want to come in and join us, tickets still available. And uh, Ryan Hasenauer will join us next segment. He can break down uh, all the details on what you're going to get in here, including... Some obviously some samples of bourbon and whiskey here along the way. The Belmont Stakes, the third running of the Triple Crown, coming your way uh, just a little before seven o'clock. It'll be on NBC uh, with coverage starting at five. The weather forecast: high, the low seventies in New York City. Partly sunny sides, uh, skies right now, so uh, looking good for this race today. At three thirty, Ryan will go through the horse by horse breakdown of uh, each and every horse that's in this race today. The favorite, the betting favorite at the moment, we the people. Uh, in the one post here, the one horse today at a two to one uh, betting odds at the moment. Rich Strike, of course, who raced uh, and won the Derby, the biggest long shot ever to win the Kentucky Derby, uh, seven to two. That one 
is uh, at in the four spot today. So Rich Strike is the four horse. But we'll break down all of them as uh, we go along the way here with Ryan coming up at 3.30. But coming up next, Paul Hamilton. More on the Sabres retirement of number 30, Ryan Miller. And also we'll get Paul's thoughts on what's going on with the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Avalanche awaiting uh, the winner of the Lightning and the Rangers. Tonight we may find out. Game six tonight. Uh, so good sports night. you got the Belmont. you got the Bandits going on. And uh, we've got, of course, uh, Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals in the NHL playoffs. Paul Hamilton coming up next as we start our number two on our Belmont Stakes show here from Batavia Downs Gaming. I'm Brian Colziel, WGR. Thanks for being with us. More coming up right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.